This episode of Upstream in Perspective is brought to you by IHS Markets Upstream Insight. Our team of industry experts analyze the interplay of geopolitical structures, government priorities, corporate strategies, and global markets and technologies to deliver forward-looking solutions that lead to more informed and efficient decisions. These solutions are available via recurring reports, interactive analytics, robust data sets, and bespoke engagements with experts. Learn more about our offerings at www.ihsmarket.com energy. Welcome to the Upstream Capital Costs Monthly Podcast. I am Sheila Moore, the Director of the Upstream Capital Cost Service. In this podcast, we aim to provide you with the latest research analysis. Today, we'll be focusing on the large price gains that we saw this year so far. So the UCCI, the Upstream Capital Cost Index, a proxy for project costs, increased over 8% over the first half of this year. And it kind of erased all the losses that we saw in 2020. And the markets that drove this huge change were steel, bulk materials, and equipment. And to discuss what actually happened with these markets, I have with me today Basil Asmar, Jeff Otten, uh, Jeff Nitto. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. So let's start it off. So what, you know, the big question is, what were the key factors that kind of drove the increases in your markets? And let's kick this off with steel. So that's, let's start with you, Jeff Otten. Thank you, Sheila. So the, I think it really caught everyone by surprise. There were so many terrible things happening in in 2020. Um, and, And how can there be so much growth coming out of steel when demand is down and, and, and for the most part, the world has shut down yet. Steel costs, which is usually an indicator of activity, construction activity, um, went up and it increased. So most of it started in the third quarter of 2020. There were a lot of government stimulus packages passed uh, across the globe, and that really drove demand. There, the simplicity of it is there was a shortage of supply. We had demand increase. No one really anticipated demand to go up. You know, yes, they passed those stimulus packages, um, which should have driven some demand. They didn't think it was going to be as strong as, as it came through. And then on the supply side, you have capacity and you have utilization. There is tons of steel capacity. That's what has pushed costs down in the past. The issue this time was that utilization was low. Mills were slow to bring production back online and, and ramp up. So that there was just that short imbalance of supply and demand. And then that kind of fed all the way into 2021 and, and so right but then right outside of that you have higher raw material prices and then hanging over all of this um, we have supply chain issues at the moment um, 2020 did break a lot of things and so it, it's costing more to produce the steel um, due to the higher raw materials there's less steel available while demand increased and then moving the steel and getting it to where it needs to be is is at a premium right now and, and producers are, are charging that premium. So what about uh, Jeff, Jeff Nitto for bulk materials? Are you seeing, what, what are you seeing? Same kind of supply chain issues? Yes. Yeah, so for the bulk materials market uh, heading into 2021, uh, raw material prices were, were rising very rapidly. So things such as copper were uh, saw skyrocketing prices near the end of 2020 and into early 2021. And so that drove up prices for uh, wire and cable. 
And then you coupled that with kind of opening economic activity in the early part of 2021, and that drove up construction activity and therefore led to rising prices for things such as paint, cement, concrete, and other types of bulk materials. So you had that dual effect of these opening economies um, after the the downturn of of 2020 due to COVID-19. And then you coupled that with rising raw material prices, uh, which were due to, yeah, supply lagging demand. So as demand opened up in major centers such as China, supply was slow to catch up. And so that led to a lot of the rising prices that we saw in the early part of 2021. And so that was kind of the main drivers for the bulk materials market. Okay. So Basil, I did notice that equipment didn't increase that much in the first quarter, but we saw a huge increase in the second quarter. Um, So what was going on there? Yeah, so if we have to talk about equipment, it's a little bit uh, different. Equipment pricing is a little bit more complicated, as it does not only depend on input cost, but also it takes into consideration intellectual property values, valuations, opportunity costs, and supply and demand environment. So with the situation of COVID-19 remaining fluid, some of these elements can be used by manufacturers to really dampen the influences of any um, input cost increases, especially, and they use that at the beginning because, of course, they did have some bulk materials and steel from the quarter before. But in the first half of 2021, with the prices of steel bulks and other materials increasing considerably, and uh, since they are the since these are main drivers, the elevated input cost really filtered into the equipment cost. However, there was a lag in the effects of these increases. And while the effects were moderate in the first quarter, these increases occurred in mostly in the second quarter and were really amplified by the disruption and spikes in the cost of freight as well. And we actually anticipate that this price rally is expected to slow down uh, in the coming quarter or, or that remainder of the year. However, with the COVID-19 conditions, it remains a dark cloud hanging on the outlook. Right. So, you know, oil and gas is kind of in recovery. So it normally wouldn't see these price spikes, but we are because of all the reasons you mentioned before. And something that's interesting, like for Jeff Otten, when we look at piping prices, since you're not having a lot of demand from oil and gas, but you're still seeing um, rise prices rise, Um, Is there any kind of help for operators or anything you can see happening with pipe prices? So it's important to keep in mind that, um, you know, as these projects pop up and and they go through the procurement phase, um, they're they're actually having to go out and and source that that steel, that product right then and there. um, And it's not necessarily readily available so that when they they're having to, that's why they're having to pay top of the line prices. That, that there's not just this surplus of pipe and, and, and whatnot sitting around that they can go and get that was produced at a lower cost level. It's, they are having, you know, if you want to conduct a project right now, you have to go through the whole you know, procurement process. And these are the current prices, um, you know, going through the whole um, kind of some of the issues we talked about before. You know, the, the big concern right now, you know, you go through the procurement phase, you just want to ensure that. Um, you can get your product at the right time, at the right location, and that is costing a premium. Right. So, I mean, this might be good for manufacturers. Are equipment prices, I mean, for equipment prices, uh, are equipment manufacturers actually 
having a good time with these price increases, they're being able to make money or are there any other challenges that, you know, equipment manufacturers are facing, Basil? Actually, that's a great question because uh, when you look at the equipment manufacturers, they are actually at some type of really a challenging times. So the equipment manufacturers have gone through extensive period of restructuring to transform their businesses in the last few years. And um, the main challenge they have now is really to survive in a new norm and they need to stay relevant and maintain their competitive edge. And that's what we see that they need really to continue with the efficiency drive and adapt new technologies, things like 3D printing and the Internet of Things to reduce their costs. But what we see that manufacturers need to engage with their clients differently, presenting themselves as solution providers rather than just mere suppliers. And this engagement can be a win-win situation where both parties benefit. And another thing we are seeing now is that suppliers are getting involved in services, providing maintenance and other services of the equipment after installation, creating a new revenue stream in a market of severe competition. So while this actually would not be uh, giving them a lot of additional uh, income, but it's, it's actually a new stream that has potential in the future. But having said that, by looking at the practices in other industries, also, the manufacturers are learning from other disciplines so as not to be stuck in closed silos. And this is really creating a new environment for how the, these equipment manufacturers will perform in the future. Okay, before we close out the podcast, um, we'll just go around uh, to each one of you guys to give a brief summary of what you expect to happen uh, the second half of 2021. And we'll start with you, Jeff Nitto, for Bulk Materials. Yeah, so the, <clears throat> the outlook for bulk materials for the remainder of 2021 is that we do expect to see prices uh, continue to, to move upward, but at a slower rate than what we've seen so far through uh, the first um, eight months or so of, of 2021. The, the price rises that were driven by the supply-demand issues are, are starting to level out. We're starting to see supply come uh, rise to meet the, the levels of demand. And then we're also seeing the fact that the COVID-19 uh, variants, specifically Delta, are starting to slow down economies and cause some additional lockdowns. So as that happens, economic activity slows and some construction activity slows as labor availability becomes a challenge. So as there's less project activity or slowed project activity, there's a slowed demand for bulk material items. And so when, when that happens, we will see price uh, the price rises start to cool off a little bit. So all in all, we expect prices to continue an upward trend through the remainder of 2021, uh, but it will not be nearly as strong as at the end of 2020 or at the beginning of 2021. Thanks. Uh, Jeff Otten, what do you see for steel? From the very beginning of this price increase, market fundamentals have not supported or justified the current level of prices. Um, so we do anticipate things cooling off and, and then coming down over time. Once the utilization ramps up, the, the risk, the downside risk to this would be um, any weather disruptions uh, in Australia or Brazil that disrupt uh, the iron ore mines. And, and that would just kick off another price hike. Um, so you kind of have to watch the weather and see where things go. And lastly, Basil, um, what do you expect for equipment for the rest of the year? Yeah, so for the equipment also, we're expecting uh, that uh, there would be a slowdown. So there would be still some sort of increase in the process, but it will be at a much slower pace than we saw in the first half. And of course, a majority of this is due to the uh, 
slowdown in the input cost due, especially in bulks and uh, other materials. And as well as, as we see with the uncertainty of the COVID, there are some projects which actually are being, so demand is slowing down. There's a bit of caution about what will happen for the rest of the year. Perfect. Thanks, guys, for joining me today to talk about the steel, bulk materials, and equipment markets. Uh, hopefully, this provided some great insight uh, for people. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to get together again and do another podcast to give out more great information. Again, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. To read additional insights from our team of experts, visit our blog at www.ihsmarket.com slash energy blog. Also, if you haven't checked us out on social media, please search for IHS Market Energy on either Twitter or LinkedIn. This podcast contains information and insights copyrighted by IHS Market. To learn more about IHS Market Energy solutions, visit ihsmarket.com energy. That's ihsmarkit.com forward slash energy.